unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach. And you're at your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Can you tell something different tonight? I am coming to you live from my camper, from my RV. I'm out here camping, writing the book. It's only, it's just you and me, baby. Uh, actually, just you and me, baby. I was thinking about a song. It's just you and me, kid. It's a story about my mom and myself and our journey. So I'm out here camping and writing. So I hope you're seeing this. Let me know in the comments if you are seeing this because I am totally doing this on my cell phone. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't see any fancy mics here tonight. I'm here just raw and scripted with you. And uh, let me know by the comments if you guys can see me, if you guys can hear me, because it's kind of crazy. But anyways, I'm excited to bring you the show tonight. It's a solo show. We don't have a guest tonight. And the thing I'm going to bring to you tonight are five tips for mindset mastery. Now, you guys, have you been following me for a while? You guys know a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about. You know, sometimes I feel like a broken record, but at all at the same time, I know that when I say something, I might say it in a different way at a different time when you're ready to receive it. So that's one of the things that I really think about when I put thought into these shows is that I got to keep pounding home these particular ideas because I know for me that I heard a lot of things in my life, but it wasn't until I heard it in such a way at such a time that I was able to react and act on that. So that's what the intention is here tonight. So thank you guys for being here. Questions and comments are always welcome. I'm going to do this on my phone. So I see we got Ray in the house. What's up, Ray? He says, misfits, misfits for life. Thank you, brother, for being here. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Is there any delays? Ray, you're going to be my point person to let me know anytime in the comments where something happens because uh, the internet out here is definitely sketchy. So what's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. So um, yeah, I'm out here camping. I'm actually here in my RV and uh, taking some time for myself. It's been a long time. And truth be told, when I was in corporate, I used to have to come do these camping sabbaticals, which is what I used to call them, in order to escape what I call the machine. I would have to come out here twice a year and escape my life and recharge to be able to go back out there and do my life again because I was doing a lot of things that weren't congruent to me. I was not doing things that were self-fulfilling and loving to myself. So I had to go and escape my life in order to be able to cope with it. So tonight we're going to be talking about five specific mindset strategies and some uh, tips underneath those that are going to be able to, for you to implement into your life. Excuse me, I'm struggling with a cold as well. So um, Ray, do me a favor, shoot me a comment. Let me know you can see me. Let me know everything's going good. Wearing the brand. Kiss, what's up? What's up? Um, uh, Lee says, evidently you're not seeing my comments on YouTube. I am not, Lee, I'm not seeing your comments on YouTube, which is crazy because I can see Ray's comment on YouTube. But anyways, uh, hopefully everything's coming through for you guys tonight. And without any further ado, I just want to kind of get into this. Um, talking about the five strategies for having a kick-ass life, mindset strategies for me. And you would not believe this. For me to say this, the first tip, self-love. And I was just actually in a clubhouse room where we were talking about self-love and everything. And for me, self-love, has become such an important factor of being successful and being truly congruent and loving for yourself because I've spent many years of my life not being 
in a state of self-love. I've always been in a state of, I have to prove myself in order to get love. And uh, Ray says we're going perfect. So thank you very much, Ray. I appreciate you. Um, so self-love is my first tip for you guys tonight. And I tell you this because over the last two years during COVID and during everything else that's been going on in the world, the, the murder of George Floyd, the presidential elections, obviously COVID, um, cancel culture, everything else. For me, giving these complimentary coaching sessions that I've been giving over the last two years, I started seeing a pattern and I started taking a risk and I started asking the question. And I said to the people, okay, I want, you, I want to ask you this question and I want you to answer it as honestly as you can, as fast as you can. So I just want to let you guys know this. Do you love yourself? Yes or no? And I would watch them on camera go, but yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I do. Well, yeah, I do. Or I don't know. And so for me, that was such an illuminating idea. The fact that I could tell you all sorts of things. I could tell you all the different strategies and tips and things to do to make your life successful. But the number one most important aspect is, do you love yourself? Yes or no? Not with any caveats, not with any conditions or anything else. Oh, well, I love myself except for the time I did this. No, you have to love yourself fully and completely. Trust me, your faults and all, because when we think about our faults and our failures and our mistakes, some people look at that as negative. But for me, I look at that as a positive. I look at those things as opportunities for me to grow and expand. And so I want you to think about that. And one of the things that we can really do as far as our self-love goes is really monitor the language and the words that we use on ourselves. So for example, oh, I never get that right. I always screw that up. I'll never find the right relationship. I'll always have a bad job. If you say those words, guess what? The universe, source, God, everybody is listening and they go, all right, if that's what you want, if that's what you want we'll, we'll go ahead and make that happen for you because there's this thing called a reticular activation system, RAS. And it's essentially like if you go to look for a new car, you buy a new car, you never noticed the, the light blue Hyundai before, but now that you've been looking at light blue Hyundais, guess what? You're going to see them all over the place because that's what it is that you're focusing on. If I gave you a, an exercise right now, actually, I'll give you this exercise right now. Wherever you're at, look around the room and find everything that's red. Find everything that's red. Go. Find everything that's red. I'll take a sip. Cheers. Did you find everything that's red? Yeah, I found everything that's red. All right. Tell me what's green. When I've done this live, people sit there and have this look on their face like, uh, uh, um, yeah, uh, I don't know what, what was green, Chris, because I was focusing on what was red. Think about that for a second. That's what happens. If you're focused on those different things and you use those words, oh, I hope, I wish, I pray, right? When you think about self-love, self-love is confirmation. Self-love is affirmation. Self-love is complete. It's not a questionable argument. I love myself. So yes, I deserve to have X, Y, and Z. Yes, I will accomplish these things. I'm not going to try. I fucking hate the word try. Fuck off with the word try. Ladies and gentlemen, fuck off with the word try. You're either going to do it or you're not, right? If somebody came and put a gun to your head and said, I'm going to kill your son unless you come up with $10,000, you're going to come up with $10,000. There is no try. You will do it. You will do whatever it is that you have to do. You will compromise yourself and your sleep and everything else to make that happen. Now, I'm not saying go out there and do anything that's illegal, immoral, or unethical. So there. Um, but I have proven that point time and time again. People talk about resources. But if I sat there and said, you know, if I put a gun to your head and said, I'm going to kill your kid or I'm going to kill you in the next week unless you come up with $10,000 and it can't be illegal or immoral or unethical. Um, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You would find a way. Yes or no? Yes or no? Let me know in the comments. 
Let me know in the comments, guys. Let me know. Uh, just let me know that I'm still not talking to myself. <laughs> um, so thinking about that. So change the words that you're doing. Also change the actions. If you love yourself, look at the actions that you take. Are you going to short-term gratifications? Are you going to TV, shopping, drinking, booze? Uh, well, booze is drinking. Um, gambling, sex, whatever addiction it is for you. Are you going to those things frequently? And if you are, ask yourself, why is it that I'm doing that? Why is it that I'm going to a place where I need to ignore my life for a minute? I just told you at the top of the show, I used to come out to these camping sabbaticals so I could ignore my life for a minute and kind of recharge and go back there and face the machine again. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, when I left corporate in November of 2019, I no longer had to run for my life because I had created the life that I wanted and I deserved by the language and by the actions that I took. Yes. Uh, um, Ray says, fuck off with the word try. Yeah. Thank you, brother. You can hear me. Uh, let me know if this video is coming through too. I just want to make sure it is. Uh, thank you, Ray. I appreciate you. And by the way, connect with Ray. I mean, Ray is such an amazing person. Thank you, brother. I'm so proud of you and all that you're doing and showing up in Clubhouse and you're going out the gate and you're going for it, living in the Mississippi. Love you, brother. I appreciate you. So when you think about the actions that we take to support that self-love component, what are we doing? Are we, here's three things you could do. These are three things that I have proven beyond a reasonable doubt that will definitely impact your life positively. Number one, hydration. Are you drinking water? Over the course of the last two and a half years, when I'm asking this question, do you love yourself or yes or no? I ask, your, I ask them, I said, what is your hydration uh, protocol? How much water do you drink a day? Would you know that a lot of people don't even drink water every day? Oh yeah, uh, I drink a bottle, but I, I know I have to drink more. I drink soda, I drink coffee, I drink diet tea, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Your body is like 80%, 90%, 75%, whatever statistics you want to look up. Your body is comprised of water. So imagine this machine. Imagine your car. Your car would run on super shitty gas, but would it run good? No. So think about your vessel. Think about, are you hydrating every single day? I'm not a doctor. You need to go check this out for yourself. But I have learned that half your body weight in ounces of water every single day will hydrate your system, make your brain feel better, make your body feel better, make your, make your, your lethargicness go away, give you more energy. So imagine, when you think about the core foundation of what it is that we're doing in this conversation tonight, think about it. If you woke up, you had clarity and you had energy, then you would go out and do things that would support that. But so oftentimes we wake up exhausted and tired and, and we start focusing on what's the day going to be like? Are people going to be stupid? Da, da, da. So we already set the intention. We already set the focus for the day to be shitty. And that's what we attract because of that reticular activation system. So think about that. Think about your water, you know, hydrate yourself. Number two, check your sleep. Amazing. Guess what happens when you sleep? Uh, your body and your mind and your brain and everything else restores itself. You know what that is? That is not a wedding ring. That is an aura ring. Wedding rings over here. This is an aura ring. I bought it almost $300. I bought it three or four years ago because I was very intentional. Think about that word. I was very intentional about making sure that I was, opt was optimizing my brain and my body and my soul. So I bought the aura ring to see where is my deep sleep at? Where is my REM sleep at? Where is my uh, regular sleep at? You know, And I found out pretty quickly, based on whatever I ate, I got shitty deep sleep. I got shitty REM sleep. And deep sleep is the restorative part of the process that restores your body and your brain. So you wake up feeling refreshed. I used to tell people that I would go to bed exhausted and wake up tired. Well, guess what? When I started monitoring my sleep and realizing that if I had sugar, if I had alcohol, if I had gluten even, 
Before I went to bed, my heart rate would spike. I would get shitty deep sleep and I wouldn't have, feel great in the morning. So once I started recognizing that and started changing my patterns and my behaviors, guess what started happening? My sleep improved. Therefore, I woke up in a better mood. Guess what? I woke up. I started being intentional. I started saying my gratitude list. When I woke up, guess what happened to my days? Guess, how, guess what happened to my weeks? Everything improved. Everything shifted. So think about that. So you got your hydration. You got your sleep. The next component is guess what? Exercise. Yeah, exercise. What's up, Robert? I see you. Uh, I see you in the in the chat. Thank you very much for being here. I started, you know, making sure you have exercise. Your brain and your whole body operate on what? <sighs> Breathing. If you don't breathe, you don't live, right? Well, guess what happens when you breathe? Oxygen goes through your lungs and gets into your bloodstream and interacts with that water and creates all these awesome waves in your body that make you feel energized, make you feel clear, make you feel excited. So you got shitty water, you got shitty sleep, you're not working out, guess what? You're probably going to those short-term gratifications and pissing your life away. Those three things. I can, I can stop the podcast right now. Those three things alone, your hydration, your sleep, and your exercise are paramount to you being successful. Get out there and walk for 15 minutes. Turn it into 16 minutes. Turn it into 17 minutes. Turn it into, get up to 45 minutes a day. You guys, have, if you guys have followed me for any length of my journey, you guys know there's been periods of my life where I could not fucking walk. I couldn't walk, but I continued to push myself. I continued to hydrate myself and hang upside down and do all the different things I need to do. I've had back surgery. I've done all those different things. When you think about that, getting your exercise, strength exercise, feel good about your body. Feel good that your muscles are sore. Feel proud of yourself. Those are three actions you could take without any fucking excuses. Hydrate, sleep, exercise. Let's do that. Okay. The next part of that is having belief. One of the problems that I see in a lot of people today is they want a lot of things. They want a lot of things, but do they believe they deserve them? Do you believe you deserve whatever it is that you want in your life? Do you believe that you're worthy? Or is there still some shit hanging on in the back of your head that's stemming from some bullshit that your parents said or your teacher said where you're wondering about your worthiness? Oh, if I have these people's approval, if I do this, if I do that, then I'll feel worthy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're all born worthy. We're all born with love and excitement and wonderment and curiosity. So it's up to you to get back to that place where you believe that you're worthy of whatever it is you put your mind to. It's not going to be easy. Everybody wants this fucking Amazon microwave society where we want it tomorrow. How long did it take you to get this fucked up? There's a quote. How long did it take you in your life to get this fucked up? It's not going to change tomorrow. It may take three or four or five years, and it's going to be hard work. But guess what? Listen to me. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. You got to believe. You got to stop believing the shit that you were told as a kid. Hurt people hurt people. Your parents and your caretakers were probably overcompensating, trying to do what they didn't get in their life to make you right, to make you perfect, so that they could feel better about themselves. Right? You think about all the shit that we're told, all the little white lies. You're not, to, you're not supposed to lie. You're always supposed to tell the truth. Really? Where about Santa Claus? Oh, that was a lie. What about the tooth fairy? Oh, that was a lie. What about the Easter bunny? Oh, that was a lie. Uh, what about when I talk about grandma's uh, pimples on her face and the fact that her breast stinks? Oh, yeah, don't say that. 
Well, I thought you told me to be truthful. Well, no, be truthful, but you, you you know what I'm saying? You can't be truthful, but you have to lie. But you know the difference, right? You're, you're, you're five years old. You can figure this out, right? <laughs> you know what? If there's one wish that I have in this world is that schools will teach about emotional intelligence. That schools will, instead of focusing on shit that I can do with a computer in two seconds, that they will instead focus on the fact of how to process our emotions, how to faith and have how to have faith and belief and trust in ourselves to be able to get through these moments, right? So when you think about what it is I'm talking about tonight, think about that. And the last component of this first part, this is only just the first part, is the people you hang around with. When you think about self-love, are you hanging around narcissists? Are you hanging around people that don't bring you joy? I can tell you this, all of the people I've coached, all the people that have sought me out for coaching, there's one common denominator. There was a few common denominators, but one of them is that they're tolerating people that they don't wanna tolerate anymore, but they feel they have to. If you want to have a kick-ass life, if you want to have an unstoppable life, please stop tolerating the bullshit. Stop tolerating the toxic people. Nobody else is doing that but you. So when you're sitting there bitching about your life and how shitty it is, take a look. Take a look at the five people. I'm going to probably mention this a few times during this, 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 this podcast. Take a look at the five people you hang around with and are they positive or negative? You can't. There's no fucking in between. Are they positive or negative? Oh yeah, my mom. Oh yeah, she's no, she's negative. My girlfriend, my boy, whatever it is, are the five people. The five people you're around the most should be your team, somebody you trust, somebody who uh, empowers you, somebody who holds you accountable, and somebody who is your mentor. And they can't be the same person. So you think about the people in your life. If you're hanging around a bunch of fucking bozos, guess what? You're bozo number fucking five, or you might be bozo number one. By the way, guys, please comment. Let me know I'm still live. It's kind of awkward sitting here in my trailer, hoping I'm talking to people. So please let me know by your actions, engagement. If I see that thing flipping up, then I know I'm still here with you guys and that you're getting value out of this. So let me know if what I'm saying is resonating. So you guys could do me a favor. I see there's four people at least watching. I know some of you can't comment from YouTube or I can't see it. But anyways, thank you guys for being here. By the way, I'm still in Facebook jail. <clears throat> the other aspect of people is the fact that we people please. When I think about my life and I think about all the shit that I put myself through, there is definitely one common denominator. I was constantly people pleasing. I was constantly adjusting who I was, who I am to make somebody else happy. They couldn't tolerate my openness. They couldn't tolerate this. So I toned it down. They didn't like my sense of humor. So I stopped being funny. That's a true story. My first marriage, I lost who I was because I was people pleasing my wife. She had so many insecurities that I couldn't be me anymore. And guess what happened when we got divorced? I didn't know who I was anymore. And I was only 23 or 24 years old. I had to spend an entire year of my life in isolation pretty much to get to know who I was to be able to get back to who I am now, right? Thank you, Ray. I appreciate that, brother. Um, so stop people pleasing. It's important to make people feel happy and included in everything else, but you don't need to people please every fucking person in your life. If they don't bring you joy, if they don't bring you happiness, I don't care if they're a blood relative, wish them well. If you have not followed me for any length of time, let me tell you a quick story. I had a, I have, I have a half sister, um, seven years apart. When I was nine, when she was 16, she left. She went to go live with her biological dad. She couldn't take my mom anymore. She couldn't take the situation anymore, blah, blah, blah. It was 1980, I think it was, or 1979. I can't remember the exact year. Fast forward, I reconnected with her in 2005, found out she was exactly like my mom, had not been around her. I had already been homeless with my mom for four years, went through all that bullshit with my mom as I'm writing this book that's sitting right in front of me on this laptop. 
And thinking about her toxicity, I had to wish her well. I had to, after a year of dealing with her, there was no way that I was going to help her, save her, or do anything else that I knew that I was running down the same path that I did with my mom and thinking that I was going to be the powerhouse that was going to save this person. She did not want to be saved. She did not want to change. I wished her well, and I cut her off. And I have zero regrets. The only regret I have that, I should take that back, is the fact that I wish she would have changed and reached out to me and went, oh my God, Chris, I changed. I, I, I woke up. You know, I want to be a part of your life. I want to be a part of Jackson's life. But she never did. And that's okay. Sometimes you have to wish people well. The second, we're only on point number two. How long have we been going for? 20 minutes. I want to give you value in the show. Actually, I wanted to make it short, but obviously I'm doing all right. So thank you, Ray. Uh, appreciate you guys. I see four people are watching. So do me a favor, comment. Fuck. Hit the keyboard. It's okay. Even if you're on your phone, do it. Just give me a solid. I'm giving you value right here. Comment. Let me know you're here. Let me know you're watching. Okay, so the second part, excuse me, cheers. Absolutely, it is coffee. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, perspectives. So the second point in the five tips tonight are about perspectives. Is your perspective that you're a victim or a victor? Do you see yourself as a victim of your childhood? Do you see yourself as a victim of things that happen at work? Do you see yourself as a victim based on your sexuality, based on your religion? If you see yourself as a victim, stop that shit. You cannot be a victim and be successful. No, you have to switch your mindset to know that life is happening for you and not to you. So I could easily sit here and go, I was homeless. I was abused. I was bullied. I was this. I was, I was cheated on. I was this. I was betrayed. I, was I, I could easily sit here and most of you guys would be like, oh my God, that poor guy. He's, oh, I feel so sad for him. It's no wonder he's sad. I could easily do that, but fuck that. I'm a victor. So I've decided to change my responsibility to myself. And I did that when I made the awesomest fucking tough decision of my life that I say awesomeness because it catapulted me to be where I'm at today. After having a gun put to my forehead, thinking I was going to get my brains blown out after two suicide fails attempts, um, I came to an awareness that I was either going to get out of my situation in a pine box, i.e. dead, or I was going to go to jail, or I was going to have to make a tough decision and leave that situation on my own. And that third decision almost scared me more than killing myself or going to jail. Actually, it probably scared me more than a jail I did not want to go to. Uh, I was much happier going to be dead or to, to make that decision for myself. And I did. And here I am. I went back to school. I was a seventh grade dropout. I went back to school, got my GED, went to college for 12 years and got my master's degree, bought my house the same year, had a very successful corporate career. I could not have done that if I was having the perspective of I was a victim. I chose, I chose to change where I was focusing on. I chose to take the belief of other people as my own to get me through those tough times. I had a great mentor, Bill White. He told me, Chris, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. And so with that, I decided that if I think I'm going to hold myself back, then I will. And if I think I can make it through class, I will. And every time I went to school, I was scared shitless because I was told I was stupid my entire fucking life. I felt like I was stupid my entire life. And so I went to school that first day. I was scared shitless, but I went and I did that first day and I did my homework and I did the next day and I did my homework and then I did it and I kept going back and I started building, building this resiliency. I started building this belief pattern in myself that as long as I showed up and did the work, I would get through it. But most of people who are holding themselves back are so afraid to take that first step. You have to have the perspective that you're a victor. 
I'm already losing my voice. So you have to have your, your, your life figure out that you're a victor and you have to realize that life is happening for you and not to you. And the biggest part of that, ladies and gentlemen, is accepting responsibility. If you're blaming anybody for your situation, I encourage you, I invite you to stop doing that. You have to accept responsibility for where you're at. A lot of where you're at, a lot of where I'm at is based on all the decisions I keep making. And I'll be very transparent and honest with you. For those of you guys watching this, this is going to be a golden nugget for you. Here I am camping. I have an amazing life. I really do. I am super successful. I'm super happy and everything. But I went back and as part of writing this book about my mom and my, my journey, I got to figure out how to say that right. The journey of me and my mom, I guess. Um, I've had to go back and reread re a lot of my journals. I've journaled since 1999. And I can tell you this honestly, and I, I kind of told this to my friend Walt today. In reading these journals, there's a part of me that's really fucking mad at myself because I have said a lot of the same things over and over again in my life, and they haven't changed. So even for me, bearing witness to all you guys, being transparent, being vulnerable, I still have a lot of work to do. I've looked at some of these blogs, and I'm like, that was 2010, Chris. You got to get honest. 2010, Chris, you were saying the same shit you just said yesterday. Oh, I need to take my health better, more seriously. I need to stop doing this, right? But here I am, 12 years later, still doing it. I'm still successful in everything else, but I'm still doing it. So you have to get honest. I think that's one of the, the points later on. So when you think about your, your perspective, you have to accept responsibility for where you're at and continue to choose to evolve and to go towards whatever it is that's uncomfortable for you in order to get to that next step. So um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, I see, oh, there's Lee. What's up? He goes, last try from LinkedIn. Oh, what's up? So thank you for LinkedIn. Um, so anyways, thank you, Lee. Hopefully I'm coming through. Let me know in the, in the comments if I'm coming through okay. Um, so as far as perspectives also, are you being a part of the problem or are you being part of the solution? These are like core nuggets that I used to teach like as I, as I started out coaching because when I think about conveying a message to somebody. I want it to be as simple as I possibly can. Um, thank you. Um, so when I think about perspectives is what's the main topic we're talking about right now. When I think about that, am I part of the solution or am I part of the problem? Ask yourself that. Whatever it is that's troubling you in your life, are you actively part of the solution or are you part of the problem? And the quickest way to find out if you're part of the problem is that are you asking people if they have a moment in time so that you can bitch about it? If you're seeking avenues to complain, bitch, seek validation for where it is that you're at, then guess what? You're part of the problem. If you're bitching about all the shit that's going on in the world, but yet you're doing nothing about it, you're part of the problem. That's what I went through when I was watching the news and following politics probably, I don't know, 12 years ago, probably about 2010. I stopped watching the news and I stopped following politics because I was so pissed off and I was going to work and I was just like pontificating with other people, wasting my time, focusing on shit that I had zero control over unless I got involved in the bylaws, unless I got involved in local government, unless I really took my voting capacity to another level and started writing letters. So guess what I did? I let it go. I let it go. And I just have trust in the universe that things are going to work out. Does that evolve? Does that shift? Yes. There's been many a times actually I'm thinking about now running for the school board because I'm so passionate about that. We need to change what's going on in the schools. I better fucking pony up. I better pony up and go be part of that solution rather than part of the problem. Because if I'm just sitting there going, you know, we need the schools. We need more people talking about emotional intelligence. But I do nothing about it. Guess what? I'm part of the problem. So even for me, and I know 
I'm, I can say this with certainty. I know that being a part of a school board is fucking hell. You have so many stupid people on there. They're like, let's table this and talk about whether we should put red pen on. This is a true story. We should table this discussion to see if we should actually be using red pen on our kids' papers because it elicits anger and fear. That was, that was somebody told me, I was just, I'm, I'm just hearing this, but somebody who was on the school board said that they heard that in a, ta- in a conversation and they had to table whether or not using a red pen was going to be something they were going to move forward with. But yet I need to be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. Another part of the about perspective is, are you focusing on scarcity? Or are you focusing on abundance? Are you focusing on lack? Or are you focusing on what it is that you have? And here, guys, another, another gem for your mindset mastery as far as the five tips go tonight. We often think, and I was just telling myself earlier today, earlier today, oh, if I had a better tow vehicle, oh, if I had a bigger trailer, if I had this, then I would be. When you think about it, if you say those statements to yourself, Oh, when I have a bigger house. Oh, when I have a different wife. Well, when I when I'm thinner. Oh, when I have more hair. Oh, when this, then I'll be. Stop that shit. Stop it, please. Look around. Do you have a toilet that flushes fucking water and you can wipe your ass? Do you have a lever in your in your shower that you can turn and hot water comes out of there whenever you want? Do you have drinkable water? Do you have food in your cabinets? Do you have people that love and care about you? Do you have a cell phone with service? Do you have a computer? Do you have your legs to go walk? Can you breathe on your own? Do I need to go on? Ladies and gentlemen, perspective. If you think that you're going to be happier when something happens, you're wasting your fucking time. You're wasting your fucking time. I used to say that all the time. Oh, when I have a house on the beach, then I'll be. Oh, when I have all these speaking gigs, then I'll be. All I have to do is look around and go, fuck, I'm not in a hospital tied to tubes. I can go to the bathroom on my own. I don't have cancer. I don't have any of these. I have the ability to impact people through a cell phone while I'm camping in my beautiful trailer. Right? Focus on what it is that you have. When you come from that that attitude of gratitude, is something I used to say quite frequently. When you have that attitude of gratitude, man, it's amazing what it is that you can accomplish in your life. I'm so grateful I have beautiful people in my life. I'm so grateful for my wife and my son. I'm so grateful for all you guys out there who support me. That's no joke. I fucking mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know, well, three people are watching according to my screen right now. I'm so thankful for you three people. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm thankful for my dog sitting outside. I'm thankful when I get off of this, I'm going to have a drink and go out there and enjoy the nature. So you got to have an attitude of gratitude. It's not going to get better when you have this because ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be waiting for a long fucking time long fucking time. The other part of perspectives is, are you avoiding or are you being intentional? Right? Are you avoiding having that conversation with your spouse? Are you avoiding having that conversation with yourself? Are you avoiding having that conversation with your boss? Are you avoiding having to buckle down and lose weight? Are you avoiding that you're gonna have to buckle down and quit drinking? Are you avoiding something? Putting off to someday? Where someday on a calendar? Tell me. Where is someday on a calendar? There is no someday. Someday is right now. Someday is when you choose to put yourself first. It goes back to the first one I talked about tonight, self-love. Self-love. What are you avoiding? What's the worst that could happen when you confront that avoidance? What's the worst? Your worst fear can come true. Okay, what is your worst fear? If I talk to this person, they're gonna tell me to fuck off. Okay, what will I do then? Will I curl up in a ball? Or will I fuck off and go find somebody else who appreciates me? Will it suck? Yes. Be honest. Always be honest. Will it suck? Yeah. Will it take some time to heal? Yeah. Will it be worth it? 
Yes. Okay. Think about that. Think about that. What's up, Ray? Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And uh, Robert, you guys are commenting in here. Appreciate you. So stop avoiding and be very intentional. You guys know if you follow me for any length of time, I wake up and before my eyes open every single day, I say what I'm grateful for. And then I set my intentions. Today, my intention is to be present and playful with my son. Today, my intention is to write 5,000 words for my book. Today, my intention is to give myself grace and space to just be. Today, my intention is to enjoy my time with my dog. Today, my intention is to connect with people over social media and make a difference in their lives. And then as you're going through your day, ask yourself, am I fulfilling that intention that I set this morning, that I made a promise to myself? Or I'm off on a rabbit trail, a tan, you know, going off. Okay, yeah, I'm going off. Okay, what do I need to do to reground myself in this moment to be intentional? Oh, let me just look around and say, thank you. I, I appreciate the blue skies. I think appreciate the electricity. I appreciate, you know, technology is working. Ground yourself in gratitude for two to three minutes, then reset your intentions. It takes all of five minutes, but guess what? Gratitude and intentions are the masterpiece of the world. So how long have I been going for? 32 minutes? I said I was going to be quick, but okay. So tip number three, tip number three, and thank you guys for being here. I appreciate this. And I appreciate you helping me to make sure that I'm still here and not talking to myself. People walking by in the campground, like what's that guy doing in this trailer? Okay, so the third tip, tip number three, um, be authentic. When I was thinking about writing out these tips tonight, one of the things that struck me was what would I tell my son? What tips would I tell my son, you know, to have a really super kick-ass life? And I've told, I've done different podcasts on this and might've said the same different things, but like I said at the top, it's important for me tonight to say something maybe differently. You're in a different spot than it may connect with you. So for me, being authentic is so paramount. And like I said before, I spent a lot of my years, many, 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 many years, people pleasing. Oh, if, I, if I'm this person for that person, then I'll get this result. If I'm this person for that person, I'll get that result. Da, da, da. In every aspect of my life, with my bosses, my girlfriends, with my mom, with friends, everybody. I was very predictable. Oh, you don't like, they don't like my drinking, so I won't drink. They don't like my sense of humor, I won't be funny. They, don't, they appreciate my straightforwardness. They like my drinking and partying. They like my stupid stories. Okay, I'll be that person. I was customizing to be everybody, what everybody wanted me to be. But guess what? I wasn't being true to myself. So when you can really, truly be authentic, let me tell you something. Over the last two and a half years, especially being on Clubhouse, doing this show, the Ron Unscripted show, doing the Unfiltered Experience, doing Facebook Lives, doing walk and talks, one of the biggest and greatest compliments I get, and I just had it today, just a couple hours ago, just a couple hours ago, Chris, you know who you are, and you never apologize for it. Guess what? I waited my whole entire life to hear that. Because I always wanted to be somebody else for everybody else. I'd start off with my mom. My mom didn't like who I was no matter what I fucking did. Guess what? I went insane trying to make her happy. As I'm writing this book, I'm going back through these journals and going, holy shit, Chris, even your fucking 40s, you were still doing shit to get your mom's validation and her approval when it was at your 100% detriment. 100% to my detriment, I still wanted to please her in my 40s. 53 now. Be authentic. Does this bring me happiness and joy? If it doesn't, why are you doing it? You're not being authentic if you're doing shit for other people and sacrificing yourself. Thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate you. Um, when I think about being authentic and being me, I think about Les Brown. And I know a lot of you know who Les Brown is. One of the great motivational speakers of the world, like Tony Robbins. 
true story. I'll try to say this as fast as I can, just in the interest of time. I got to meet Les Brown. I went to a speaker training in Los Angeles, California. He didn't understand the bandana and the tie way I used to look a little bit. He didn't understand it. He didn't understand the kick-ass guide to life. He didn't understand Unstoppable. Um, it was before I did the no excuses thing. He couldn't understand it. First night, we're all up on stage. We get 20 minutes to kind of show less where we are so we can figure out what we can do to get better. By the third day, he asked me to wear a bandana, which you guys, anybody who's followed me for a while has seen those pictures. Les Brown asked me for a bandana, asked me to put it on him, took pictures. He interviewed me in his hotel room that's on my YouTube channel. And then he asked me in the lobby of the Sheraton Gateway Hotel, Les Brown, I'm not fucking making this up. Les Brown said, Chris, I could put you on stage as you're an amazing speaker, but I can't do this. I can't do the bandana. I can't do the swearing. He goes, but you're an amazing. I could put you on stages. I don't wear a suit all the time. I wear jogging pants, blah, blah, blah. I color my hair with mascara. And I said, Les, and I was so surprised I fucking said this, but I trusted my gut. And I said, Les, I have been so many other people for so many other people that I just got to be me and do me. And I appreciate you. I love you. I respect you. I have all of your tapes, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And he, he shook his head and he goes, I respect that. And that's the God's honest truth. So be who you are, because when you're who you are, you don't have to think about who you're being and the right people are going to come to your life. Like you guys, Robert and Ray and whoever else is watching. I've attracted all you beautiful people to my life. Whoever's listening on the podcast afterwards, I've attracted all you people to my life because I am the no excuses coach. And I say, I help people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. It's true. That's what I, and I stick to that. Our, we have self-created crap. Oh, I just heard my headphones die. Um, so anyways, um, so be authentic. The, the tip number four, work with the end in mind. You have to work with the end in mind. Think about your legacy. Think about whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Work with the end in mind and then start working backwards. Build those steps. What is the last step that I need to do before I accomplish this? What's the step before that I need to do before I accomplish this? What's the step before that? Create your plan that way and then have actionable steps. And more importantly, have people that are going to hold you accountable in your life. Those five people, you better have those people that, remember I told you the T-A, the A is accountable. Somebody's going to hold you accountable to make sure that you do that. We need people to hold us to our fire because within five seconds, we'll talk ourselves out of so many different things that are for our greater interest, but we just want to be safe and comfortable and, and, and have it easy. Number five, moments versus outcomes. This is something that I've had to learn over the last couple of years, especially because I was such a survivor person. It took me having my coach, the great Sally Anderson, back in 2019, who said, fuck, mate. She's in uh, a Kiwi. She's from New Zealand. So fuck, mate. You're always in the survivor mode. You're never in thriver mode. I'm like, no, I own two houses. I've got all these things. I've got my master's degree. I've got a successful job, blah, blah, blah. I was in survivor mode. I was not living in the moments. I was living in the outcomes, and I was living in the ego of what it is that I could accomplish and who I could oppress. But the God's honest truth, when you're just focused on the moments and you're just intentional listening to somebody, you're in the moment with them, especially my son and my family, you have gratitude, you have abundance, you have so much more than so many other people don't because they're focused on everything they don't have. You're never enjoying the shit that you have. A good drink, a candle, you know, lights. Enjoy your moments because you're never going to get these back. Time is so fucking valuable. Time is evaporating. That space between when you're born and when you die, that's what you're doing. That's what we're all doing right now. And it's up to us to make that choice, to be intentional every single day, to self-love ourselves and make sure we're doing those three things, getting hydration, sleeping, exercise, making sure we're surrounding ourselves with the right people, making sure we're not 
blaming everybody else for our situations. All the things I've talked about tonight, go apply those every single day of your life. They're not easy, but trust me, they are so worth it and they're so going to reward you in the end. But if you continue doing what you've always done, you're gonna to continue to get what you've always gotten. I believe that was a Dr. Wayne Dyer quote. So I love you guys. I appreciate you. Um, before my ear pods uh, die out, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna end this call here for a second, but I'm gonna go back and read all your comments. Thank you, Robert, for being here. Thank you, Lee, for being here. Um, Ray, for being here. I appreciate you guys, all the people that are going to be uh, watching this and uh, listening to this after the fact. You know, I would not be the man I am today without all of you beautiful people in my life. And I wouldn't have all you beautiful people in my life if I wasn't being me, right? And I can honestly say life is not easy, but it is fucking worth it. And when you surrender to all the bullshit you can't control, when you let it go, and especially when you let people go that are toxic, that don't, that aren't in your interest, that want to hold you back, trust me, you meet so many more amazing people. In the last two years, I can honestly say this, probably 99% of my friends, the people that I consider the closest to me are people I've met online who I've never met in person. But I know without a doubt that I'm connected to all you guys. And without a doubt, I know that the Christopher Roush World Tour will come to a city in a state near you and we're all gonna meet and we're all gonna hug. We're all gonna be like, remember that time you were doing that, that fucking podcast in your RV? Remember that time you did this? Remember that time when we did this? It's all going to happen. Trust me, because I'm very intentional. I'm very visual about my life. When I think about the end and working backwards, I know my legacy. That Christopher Roush will have fought for what's right and what's fair. That Christopher Roush will have risked for which that mattered. And that Christopher Roush will have made the world a better place for who he was and what he did and what he said. That I know from 2008 doing my legacy. I want you guys to have that clarity. I'll guys, I want you guys to have that enthusiasm. Seriously, take those three things again about your health to heart. Do that for a month. Do that for three months. Do that for six months. I did it for a couple of days, didn't feel any different. Do it for six months. Pour out all your bad habits. Stop them for six months and then come back to me and tell me how great you feel. I'm about to do that for myself, honestly. I, I see myself raising my health to the next fucking level because I know I'm capable of so much more and there's so much more I want to do an impact, but I know I've been self-limiting myself a little bit. That's just being transparent with you. I'm always transparent. So I love you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to be back next Tuesday. I'll be back in the studio. So I hope this broadcast went through clearly. I hope you found value out of this. Please type in the comments below what your one takeaway is. I see there's people watching, whether you're live or on the replay, just write down your one takeaway. So I know for me what it is that I said tonight that impacted you, because that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for you. I want to make the world a better place. I want my son to grow up in a place where people are, are collaborative and people are loving and people are conclusive. I don't want a, my son to grow up in a world that's full of fear and scarcity and dividedness. That's bullshit. We're all more the same than we are different. And I'm counting on you to be that example. I'm counting on you to share this show out and say, hey, listen to this guy. He's being fucking real. He's got some great ideas. How about you just implement one? If like 20 people implemented one of these ideas and they went and told 20 of their friends and the 20 of their friends went and did it, we can change the world. We can. I love you guys. Go out there, be kick-ass, unstoppable. I'm going to check out the comments here in just a few minutes. Um, thank you so much for your support. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. That's one thing I'm really passionate about right now is promoting the podcast. So if you type in Ron and Scripted with Christopher Roush, you'll find where the podcast is. You guys can subscribe to it and please leave me a review. You know, so many people tell me this podcast is awesome and it's not reaching enough people. Just to be honest with you, I need your help. 
So please get this message out here. If you love this show, please share it. Give a couple of words of what it is that you got out of this and let's together make this world a better place for who we are and what we did. I love you guys. Thank you, Robert. Uh, I think Robert, I'll be seeing you in Chicago. Let me know April 28th. I just booked my plane. And so we'll be there at the Power We Symposium. And again, if you guys follow me for any length of time, helphealhumanity.org. I didn't start the show with it, but go check out helphealhumanity.org. And we'll see you here next week here on the Ron and Scripture Show. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being here with me tonight, and we will see you next time. Cheers.